Hey everyone, just to uh, start the show off here a little bit, I just wanted to give you a reminder about what we have coming up Memorial Day weekend here in Worcester, Massachusetts at the Palladium Outdoors, which is situated right between the Worcester Palladium and Off the Rails. We have Country Carnival coming. It is a country music festival. It's May 27th and 28th, Saturday and Sunday of Memorial Day weekend. Saturday, it's Dustin Lynch, Cameron Marlowe, 49 Winchester, Dylan Marlowe, Ben Burgess, Unreal. And then Sunday, get a load of this one. That'll be the 28th, Nelly, Priscilla Block, Uncle Cracker, Larry Fleet, Cat and Alex. What a amazing two-day lineup. Um, you can get your tickets at offtherailsworcester.com. We are also, if you're paying attention to our socials, we are giving a pair of tickets away for both days, um, general admission passes for both days, every week between now and then. So check it out if you're in the area, um, or if not and can make the show, you know, enter to win you know it's it's a hell of a thing they have they do have two-day general admission on on sale as well as vip they also have one day general admission and one day vip um things going on there um so yeah check it out you don't want to miss this show again memorial day weekend dustin lynch nelly are headlining um it's going to be a hell of a time we are going to have a booth set up so come by and say hello um, and we're going to have a lot of things going on that weekend. So stick around. Stay tuned. Thanks for joining us here on the Boots and Whiskey podcast. Enjoy the show. And now, after years of planning, sweating, and going broke, here is the Boots and Whiskey podcast with Jim Belial. And alert the media. Why they would give this man a podcast is anyone's guess. And there is what could only be a bizarre coincidence or something else. Welcome to the Boots and Whiskey podcast with Jim Belial. Trap, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, so. Country music and fine moonshine. You look like the vermin-ridden son of a bitch you are. A podcast for everyone. Everyone in the good old USA and all around the world. Over there, over there, send the word, send the word over there. Quality booze and country music at its best. So you're saying, can you set my country music award on fire? The music, nice and loud. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Put it up to 11. 11, exactly. You can email the show at bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. That's bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. Gmail.com. It's just swimming with bow-legged women. All social media can be found at Boots and Whiskey Podcast. The show is great, even if you're sober. Well, my advice to you, start drinking heavily. Jim loves his music and his whiskey. A real woman could stop you from drinking. It has to be a real big woman. This is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Great music, great booze, and fun. Even for you non-drinkers. Y'all want to drink whiskey? <laughs> I'd like a Coca-Cola in a clean glass. Finally, a podcast that lets it all hang out. Let's level with America. Got your boots? Ready for some whiskey? These boots are made for walking. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. And now, the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. As always, I am Jim. I am your host. If you are tuning in 
on Tuesday, you know now that this is going to be a totally different episode than if you tuned in last night on the Dirt Road FM. Um, you got a little snippet of the full episode, and that's how we're going to do things going forward. Um, I think it's going to be a cool little thing because we're going to give you a little bit of each episode on Mondays as a kind of like a, you know, a tease. And then, um, you know, you can come back on Tuesday or whenever you have a moment to, um, to get the whole thing and hear, you know, the full stories, you know, cause we're going to give you just, just a little bit like you heard last night to make you want to go, ah, oh, damn it. I got to hear the, I got to hear the rest of that story. Um, so welcome. Thank you all for being here. If, if it is your first time to the show, welcome, um, really buckle up. This show is unlike any other, um, interview conversation show, especially in country music that's out there. Um, I haven't explained it much in a while, so I'll get into it. We are a conversational um, style show where what you're going to hear, there's no questions, no answers, no traditional bullshit. Um, we don't like it here on this show. Um, it's just not how we jive. You know, I don't, honestly, there's a lot of reasons why we don't do it that way. Um, and the biggest reason is I find that when you have pre-planned, pre excuse me, questions, you don't get, you don't get anything out of that. You know, it's, a, it's the typical stuff. So for our show, you don't get that. You don't get the typical stuff. Um, you get fresh takes. You know, we've gotten a lot of things that people have never talked about on our show before. Um, so, you know, that's how we like to do it. You know, we like to bring you the most raw, authentic conversation we possibly can from some of the artists, you know, and love, um, you know, and today with Ash Taylor, that is, there's no exception there. We had a great time talking with Ash. Um, we've, we've kind of been going back and forth with her for a while. Um, our friends over at hogwash and rhinestones, um, made her some wear for, God, I forget what it was, um, some award show last year, the Josie Awards, that's what it was, the Josie Awards, and she was repping that, um, we actually get them connected, and, you know, we've been wanting to have Ash on the show for a while, timing and, and all that just didn't work, honestly, um, so, you know, we have her on today, we're very excited, she's kicking off May, May is quite the lineup um if you haven't seen it may is going to give you ash taylor tonight just so for next week um the week after is going to be uh walker montgomery and then hannah anders and then 12 oc on a main you know very excited for this month's lineup we have a lot of stuff coming up here in the month of may um, at the top of the show you heard all about the country carnival coming up memorial day weekend here in the states um at the Worcester Palladium Outdoors, presented by Off the Rails and our friends over there. We are going to have a booth set up, um, so if you're coming to that show, you know, stop by. We'll be there. Um, hopefully, we'll have some pretty cool stuff um, we're working on right now for you for that show. Um, but, you know, that's that's it for all that crap. Um, Ash Taylor is here. Absolutely incredible conversation you're about to hear. I really hope you enjoy the show. We enjoyed talking with Ash. Ash, thank you so much for, for being here. Um, you know, without going too, too much more into it, I want to let her tell you the story and the story she's about to tell you. So kick back and relax, enjoy, um, you know, 
grab that grab that whiskey or beverage of choice, kick your feet up. I mean, unless you're at work or in the car, don't do that. Uh, um, and uh, enjoy the show, everyone. We'll, uh, we'll see you on the flip side. And until then, enjoy your conversation here with the incredible Ash Taylor. We want to give a big shout out to our friends over at Off the Rails here in Worcester, Massachusetts at 90 Commercial Street, Worcester. They have the best food, the best music around. You will not go wrong. Go to their website, offtherailsworcester.com. You can see their lineup of shows. You can see their menu. You can see the local talent they have. Absolute fantastic people. We love being a part of the Off the Rails family, and we love having them being part of our family. Thank you so much to Off the Rails. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Well, hello, Ash. Well, hello. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing good, my friend. So I got to say, this is probably... I want to say what to me one of the longest in time wise of somebody that I thought was going to be on this show a lot sooner than you are. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I'm just happy to be here and you know just at least finally be on. So it's it's great. I've been looking forward to it. Yeah, good, good, yeah. good, good. I'm I'm happy to hear that. You know, I've I've actually I've been. I don't know if I've been meaning to ask you or just assumed that it would just happen, um, but it, I guess it never did. So here we are. Yeah. Well, hey, it all worked out. It's all good. That's, that's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. So, you know, like I said to you via text, like, this is about you. You know, I'm going to yeah. I'm gonna let you tell your story and I'm going to interrupt you as, as things go and, and dig deep and you know, see what we can get out of you. Oh man, I like it. No, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm seriously, pressure. no, no. I I love these kinds of interviews. I really do. So, and and thanks for just again having me and squeezing me in, man. I really do appreciate it. Oh hell yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So no, I'm all for it. So uh, squeeze away, get get all the good stuff out. So yeah. Oh God, don't you worry. I will. <laughs> okay, good. I will. Oh, I'm sweating here over here already. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, me. There's no pressure here. I mean, it's really you know. As or, the more organic, the better for sure. Oh, I love that. I like it. Realness. I like it. So, um, I, I hate, I hate even starting it this way, but like, tell me about you. I gotta hate that. I hate that. But you know, to, but really, tell us about you. Who, who are you? What are you doing? What you know? Why are you here? What a great question. Um, I think to answer the the first part of that of like, who are you? Um, for you know, the basic kind of like on paper thing. My name is Ash Taylor. I'm a country music singer, songwriter, play guitar, love to write songs, play shows and be an artist. Uh, I'm also a wife. I am a dog mom, uh, a big sister, a daughter, a friend, uh, just kind of all these different things to different people. Uh, follower of Christ. I'm just a lot of different things, and I'm a, I'm a woman wearing a lot of different hats. Um, I believe that I'm here, though, to hopefully make a difference and just enjoy life and affect others around me. That's awesome. Now, you're, you're like, newly married, though, right? Well, yeah, pretty newly. Um, so in May, uh, May 23rd, we'll be married for two years. Um, but, yeah, we've, we've been together, though, for about five altogether, dating and all. Um but yeah, it's a, uh, you know, I honestly for a long time did not think that I was going to get married and, uh, I just, I didn't think I would. And I just was kind of focusing on my career and doing my thing. And, you know, I had my plan and, uh, then my husband walked in and well, that all went out the window, I guess. <laughs> so 
yeah. 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 But, um, honestly, no regrets. It's, it's really cool. I, I feel all the time, like I'm genuinely married to my best friend. I know a lot of people say that. Um, but you know, my husband's my band leader and lead guitar player. And so we we do music together. We do life together. Um, you know, we, we just do everything together and, uh, it's really cool to have that kind of a partnership in life and something I'm really grateful for, for sure. You know, it's funny. You, you beat me to it. Cause I was going to say, you know, if, for those of you that don't know, um, about your husband and who he is, you know, but you kind of already, you already touched on it. So, yeah. Yeah. I think if anyone follows me on social media, you probably, uh, know my husband and you see him usually standing right next to me playing guitar. Uh, honestly though, most people really just care about my dog. I think, uh, <laughs> uh you know, it's like, wow, that's really cool. You do music, but how's your dog, you know? And, and I'm okay with that. I, I know most people are just here for the, for the Mel, uh, pics and videos daily and that's all right. But, uh, but yeah, man, uh, the dog is well loved. So you'd say that about the, you know, yeah, we know you do music, but the dog yeah, the because, dog. Yeah. You know, that, that's kind of like how I, how I approach this show where it's like, yeah, we know you do music. So what, you know, <laughs> so like, what? Yeah. you know, right. You know? But like the, and I don't mean that in any disrespect at all, no, no, you know, but no. it's like, you know, if you're on this show, like we, we know you're a singer songwriter or have a connection to, you know, country music or something along those lines somehow. But like, yeah. I, I like, I like to know more about, you know, who you are so that, and I like it, you know, I like it for the, for the people listening so they can go back to your songs and be like, Oh, I have a better understanding or a better connection to this song or that song because I got to hear, you know, her story and, who she yeah. is and how that reflects into the, into the music. Well, and that's, you know, kind of what I was saying a minute ago when people are like, who are you? What do you do? What are you doing here? It's like, well, what I do is I write songs and I'm an artist and that's what I love. Mm. And this is what I'm passionate about, but that that's what I do for a living, right? That's how you pay bills. And it's, it's something I love and I'm super crazy about clearly, but you know, there's also all these other sides to me, but when you kind of understand those other sides, it's like, this is kind of why I'm the artist that I am. You know, mm. this is why I write those songs. This is why, you know, if you ever meet me, uh, you know, in, in person, or if you're listening to a podcast like this, you're like, oh, you know, I, I think maybe it makes, you know, a lot of sense because I think who you are, where you're from, like all those things, I think it, you know, plays a big part in your music. Yeah. Um, so, and I know for me being a fan of, you know, many artists, it's like, I love to listen to their interviews and I love to like get to know, you know, about their life because I, I kind of see how it influences where they're at musically. And I, I think it's kind of cool, honestly. Yeah. You know, um, I, you saying that makes me think about the, uh, you know, Luke Combs was recently on Joe Rogan and mm. I'm a big Joe Rogan fan to begin with. Sure. And I'm also a big Luke Combs, Luke Combs fan. You know, and I've probably seen and heard every interview done and, you know, but I love how the Rogan interview was really nothing about his music. It was awesome. Yes, exactly. I Man, I totally agree. The other thing I think, too, if someone, you know, uh, is like me, I'm sure I can't be alone, but I it doesn't matter if it's like a musician or maybe it's a businessman or who, whoever. Mm. I love to listen to interviews where it's more about like their thoughts on things. Yeah. Because I want to oh, know how yeah. that person thinks like i mean that that's really why i'm there it's like man I, you know i'd love to know how luke combs approaches uh writing a song or you know how does he approach business or whatever i love that kind of stuff yeah you know i do too you know i do too because it's like the more and more i do this show the more and more i see the business side and respect the business side actually sure almost a lot more than i do the the songwriting 
performing side of it because it's to me it's you know very fascinating because as before doing this i never realized how much of an actual business this whole thing really is at the end of the day amen yes you're so right about that you know and it, it just it's wild on how you know i've talked to so many people now at this point and how they how they go about the business side of it and how they go mm-hmm. about you know all of it is just so so different everybody is just so different mm, yeah i think that's the thing too especially like with social media and all it's um i mean i actually think it's a big blessing but i also understand where it could be like a curse right. because that really drives your business and you're out there and you're in the public eye and you know it's like you're doing all that but also it's like you know being like an artist it's like something i really strive for is just to be authentic right and so sometimes i feel like when you're really authentic uh you know it's just this line that you almost have to walk of being who you are and being totally cool with all that and then also being able to view everything has a business and Mm. you know all all at the same time um so yeah it's it's a fine line to to kind of walk but you know i think I think, I think we're doing it. <laughs> so yeah. I think, I think it's, you know, taking me a couple of years to figure it out, but yeah. Um, to be creative and real and write songs and be emotional and then to stop and go, okay, wait, now, how do I, how do I get this out there? How do I, mm. you know, how do I promote this? How do I do whatever? Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a, I guess a skill that hopefully um, we're all maybe trying to master. So. Now, you know, it's funny because us talking about the business side of things and, and, you know, all that, I, I've actually never, I don't think I've ever asked any of my guests that are, you know, kind of, you know, quote unquote solo artists or, you know, doing the thing under their own name. Yeah. Um, how do you manage that? Because, I mean, really, at the end of the day, you know, Ash Taylor is not only you and your name and you as a person, but it's also your, you know, your business. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I think a good way to handle that is probably alcohol and Jesus. Um, I'm, joking. <laughs> I'm totally joking. I'm no, joking. no, that's um, awesome. That's the no, best answer probably ever yeah. you could give. And probably the most honest. If, listen, all about honesty. Again, just being authentic. Um, no, I, I mean, honestly, thanks for that question, because that's a great one. And uh, I don't think I've ever been asked that. But, I, you know, I think I have to honestly... And this sounds, this may sound kind of strange that hopefully um, it makes sense, but I almost have to like decompartmentalize different sides of myself in order sure. to be Ash Taylor, the artist and the person and all these things. Yeah. And, and what I mean by that is like, I can't do everything and I can't do everything well. Mm-hmm. I can pick a couple of things and do them well, but I can't do it all. So I think you, for starters, like, I think a big thing for me is just being like grounded and who I am and just, you know, keeping, you know, keeping that alive. But on top of that, then, you know, it's like, I can't go out and play 20 shows in a month and write songs and be in the studio and do all this stuff. And mm. I, I find that over time, you know, there, there was a day where if we were having this conversation, even a couple of years ago, um, I tried to do everything that way. Yeah. I would, I would, oh my gosh, I was a workaholic up. I mean, I still am, but I've, I've gotten better, but man, I would play shows every single weekend out of town. And then during the week I was writing, you know, if I had a day off, I would write three or four songs, you know, a day. Um, and I mean, I would grind, 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 grind. And, you know, that's great. And I'm glad I, I did all that and have the experience and all that under my belt. But kind of looking back, what I kind of realized is I would rather 
be more selective of what I'm doing. And I'd rather just really focus on my branding and who I am as an artist and what's important, you know? So there's a time where I write a bunch of songs and I don't do really anything else. Then there's a time where I release music and I focus on that. There's a time where I go play shows and I put on a great show. You know, I'm not stressed out. I'm not thinking about 20 different things. Um, I want to be in the moment. I want to be present and I want to be there. And I think that that mindset really helps me to, you know, kind of look at all the different things that I'm doing and realize this is what I need to focus on. And this is my name and this is what I'm doing and be proud of it. If that makes sense. Yeah. And just kind of decompartmentalize all that, you know, different things. But also at the end of the day, I am a human and I'm a person. And so I always make sure it's like, you know, uh, sometimes it's like, I may not be able to take a gig because you know what, my little brother, uh, is having this thing going on and I want to be there for him. Um, you know, or maybe I haven't spent time with my husband or my, you know, my parents or whatever it is. But I think, I think most importantly, at the end of the day, uh, people are going to remember how you made them feel. So, you know, music is music, but I'm a person. And so make sure that that human part of me is always put first and music second. So, Again, trying to find a balance, but uh, that's how I'm able to kind of handle all the different hats and all the different things that go into being an, you know, a solo artist with just your name out there and kind of doing all that. Wow. No, I got to say, because that, that, that whole thing you just said really kind of um, hits home, like close. Oh, and um, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to talk about something publicly, if you don't mind. Of course. Um, yeah. For the first time. Um since it's all kind of gone down. Um, so last year, I, I like really went balls to the wall with the whole Boots and Whiskey podcast thing. Mm. Like, I didn't say no to anything, anything. And it really started to affect my relationship with my wife and mm. my relationship with my kids and really my relationship with everybody around me, you know, because this this train was to me at the forefront and everybody kind of took a, everybody, everything kind of took a, took a backseat. Um, you know, it wasn't intentional. It wasn't, you know, I was trying to build a brand. Right. Um, and you know, time I did, um, you know, with, with a lot of collateral damage that I unfortunately didn't see at the time. Mm. Um, you know, and it was brought to my attention, you know, several times, but never, never enough for me to like stop and sit back and go, oh shit, I'm really affecting my wife and my kids and my home yeah. and, and all that. So um, after trying to do some soul searching and whatnot, I had found that, you know, this, for me, this desire to go, 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 um, had a lot to do with my own mental health. Yeah. And, you know, I was diagnosed with ADHD and, you know, have been able to get all that under control. And I'm, you know, now I'm at the point, you know, just like you said, where I have no problem saying no to things. I have no problem not doing things because, you know, the kids need me here or the kids need me there or my wife needs me here or there. You know, it's it's one of those things. And I'm I think there's a lot of other people out there that, you know, have the same experiences we both do. And I think it's yeah. it's important to talk about it because, you know, I think, I think there is enough people go through the same thing and nobody talks about it. 
No, no. Oh, and thank you so much for sharing that, by the way. Uh, I, I, I applaud you. Like, cause I think it is gutsy. Like you said, not a lot of people talk about it because it's like, I think we're supposed to be like, uh, I always joke. It's like, I feel like some days I'm supposed to be wonder woman, Yeah. you know? And it's like, I can never, I can never, you know, say that I'm tired or I can never say whatever. And, um, I think there's a difference though, in working hard and then working yourself into the ground. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I totally get that and have made the same mistakes you have. And, you know, I, I did not like the person that I was and, you know, truthfully when COVID happened, uh, and all the shows and all of that went away, um, I didn't pick up a guitar or sing a note for a year. Wow. And I mean, it, it shook my world, man. And so I went from being business, 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 and I have to do this and I have to do that to, I couldn't do anything. And right. so, uh, I took that time to do some deep soul searching and just to kind of look at everything. And I was like, man, what am I doing? Yeah. And so, I mean, I, I really honestly am grateful though, cause it was like a wake up call. And so when I started to do music again, um, and kind of had the courage and all to do it again, I was like, I I'm going to do things differently, you know, not only with my schedule and my time, but also I kind of realized that like, you know, it's like when you move to Nashville, people tell you, you got to write every single day and you got to do this and you got to play every show and you got to do whatever. And I did that for years. And I was like, you know, um, I think it's okay to say no. And I think it's okay to be more smart about what it is you're doing and just to kind of search balance in your life. So, um, I, I I'll share a story with you if it's all right, since yeah. you shared oh, a yeah. story with me. Yeah, absolutely. I was, I was dating my now husband and, uh, I was, my schedule was just absolutely insane. Like I said, I said yes to every single little thing. And I mean, I would just go, 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 go. And I was, I think I was about 26 years old. This is just a few years ago and, uh, 26 years old. And I had gotten my very first, uh, cut on a major label. And, uh, so I'd written a song and this guy put it on his album and the album was for sale at Walmart. And so I thought this is such a cool moment. You know, it's like, I get to go into Walmart and I get to go buy a CD that I have a song on that I've written. Like, how cool is that? Right. Mm. Um, so I was, I was pumped. I was super excited. Um, the day that the CD came out, uh, I actually had a blood clot in my leg. I had worked my body so much to a point and just was so stressed out all the time that it's like, I'm in my twenties and I have a blood clot in my leg. Like what, you know, what does that say? Um, so I hobbled, uh, I wasn't even supposed to be out of bed, but I hobbled, um, into Walmart to buy the CD. And I was afterwards though, you know, I got to thinking about it and I was like, what a wake up call, you know, it's like, it's really cool if you can accomplish things, but man, if you're going to kill yourself getting there, stop, you know, right. I mean, just yeah. like, is it, is it really, really worth it? Um, and I find now that like, you know, like I said, after all that, I'm just kind of resetting myself. It's like, I find that I'm actually more productive and I'm actually just enjoying doing anything and everything that I do more without trying to do everything all at once. So balance, man, it's, yeah. it, it's a lifesaver. It's a lifesaver. It, it really is. And like, I'm an adrenaline junkie, you know, to, a, to sure. an extent where it's like, you know, you can't get that taste of like, Hey, I'm actually doing something here and you just want more, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's mind blowing because like, I'm not, I don't have much of an addictive personality when it to like, you know, booze or drugs or, you know, anything, anything like that, that, you know, 
most people, you know, you hear about getting addicted to things. Right. Um, but this, I really did. Like, it was like, I needed, you know, I needed to find my next fix, <laughs> you know? As, yeah, yeah. As possible. And it was, you know, it was one of those things where, like, nobody or nothing was going to get in my way. Nothing. Yeah. You know, to a point where, like, I really, you know, some things had happened at home and I chose going to a show or doing an interview over taking care of things that I should have been taking care of at home. And it, you know, it was a huge, it was a huge wake up call, you know? Yeah. You know, again, though, thank you for like sharing though, because I I think that's great. And I think a lot of people do relate to it and, uh, you know, kudos on you though, for just saying it and putting that out there. Cause I know that takes guts, you know, for me, I, I appreciate you saying that, you know, but I don't, I don't think, you know, especially in the light of a lot of things that have been happening in the world in the last few weeks and all that, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't think still for some reason, mental health is taken seriously enough, especially, you know, not, and not even just, I'm not even just talking about, you know, anxiety, depression, you know, whatever, whatever the normal, you know, mental health stuff is. But even if you don't have those things, you know, the, Mm -hmm. the stresses of life, and work in relationships you know that's all it all takes a toll on your mental health whether it's good or bad dallas jackson here with tipsy music artists are you tired of getting five dollars to play freebird are you getting fans to engage with your own music venmo and linktree are just temporary solutions until now tipsy music is the one-stop shop for live music to make your life easier and monetize your set list tipsy takes venmo apple pay google pay and even credit cards all through your unique tipsy qr code Best part is no app to download, so fans can pay you quickly and get back to getting tipsy while watching you do what you do best. Sign up for free today at tipsymusic.com. That's T-I-P-S-E-E music.com at Tipsy Music on all socials. Long live live music. Um, you know, and, and we definitely, we don't talk about it enough, and we definitely don't talk about, you know, this is probably going to sound real chauvinistic, but like male, you know, mental health in men. Yeah, um, you know, because we have that. There's that still that stigma of like, well, you're a man, you know. Yes. And it's like, you know, I could be a, I could be a tough, you know, my, if my wife listens, she's gonna laugh. But you know, I can, <laughs> I could be a hard ass and a tough guy. But like, right. You know, I also got, I also have feelings too, man. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, my literally last night, my husband and I were literally just talking though about that same thing because, and, and I understand. Trust me, I, I clearly know it's hard to be a woman. You know, yeah. there's a lot going on, but I think it's just hard to be a human yes. is really what it is. There, we all have stress and bills and jobs mm-hmm. and just all these things that we're trying to do and just feels like there's not enough time in the day. And that's, you know, I, I mean, it is what it is and you can only do what you can do. But yeah, I mean, we, we all go through that men and women. I mean, it's, it's just a universal human thing. So I, yeah. I agree. And honestly, I think that, like I said, there is strength, I think, and especially, you know, just anyone, man or woman, just saying, yep, I really struggle with this. And it's like, man, that, that right there takes balls. Yeah, like, it really that. does. Yeah. It really does. And, you know, and it's sad because it shouldn't, it shouldn't yeah. take balls to, to do these things. You know, it just yeah. should be part of the human condition at this point, you know, but here we are, you know. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> here, here we are. <laughs> here, here it is. Yeah. Yep. So, <laughs> so I'll see that. So let me, uh, I'm going to pivot now that, that, you know, cause this is, 
you know, we could we could go down a whole rabbit hole. Oh yeah, man, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I know you know I know your husband Chris is your band leader and all that. Uh-huh. How did did how, was he your band leader before you guys started dating or did? That... Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no. no. Uh, so I'm gonna tell I'll, I'll tell a story on myself. Um, but it's a truthful one. So, uh. I met my husband uh, here in Nashville. So I was writing songs with this other female artist, uh, Dallas Remington. And her and I have been good friends. We wrote songs together and played shows together. And my husband uh, was Dallas's lead guitar player in her band. And uh, Dallas swore up and down that we absolutely had to meet and that we were perfect for each other and whatever. And I didn't want a boyfriend. I didn't want a date. I was just trying to do music or whatever. And uh, my husband felt very differently. He was like, yes, we're, we're like, he's, he's all in. So anywho, so I, I actually met my husband for the first time at a guitar center. Um, so I met him at a guitar store. And then um, we, you know, we, we met, we were friends for a little bit. We started dating and clearly we both were doing all this music stuff, but separate. And he volunteered one time. He was like, hey, you know, you're going to go play the show you know, it was like something here in Nashville. And he was like, would you like me to just like come along and like, you know, play over your stuff? And I was like, no, I was like, <laughs> no, I do not. I was like, we don't like we're dating. And like, I don't mix my personal life with business. See, I was a very different person back then. And I was like, no, we're not going to do that. So he was like, okay. So uh, time goes on. And, and one night we ended up playing this show, uh, like a writer's round kind of a thing together. And it was in this really fun little divey bar and it was, it ended up just being him and I on stage. There was no third or fourth person. So it was like, okay, whatever. So he just started like my first song, just started to play some lead parts um, over my songs. And a lot of them he had never even heard before. Um, And I, I tell you what, I'm not even making it up, man. He, we probably did not even get to the chorus of that first song. And it, it was like, you could feel lightning. Like whatever he was playing on that guitar and mixed with like my chords and my melody and what I'm doing, I was like, that's, that's money right there. Like that, it was just incredible. Um, and especially like not being rehearsed, he has no idea what's going on. It it was like magic. And so after that show, I had a really bad bullet and I said, did you feel that? And he goes, yep. And I said, oh, I don't, I'm going to break my rule. And I said, congratulations <laughs> you're my new lead guitar player so huh. um he he had the job for a long time but yeah it's a uh, it's great you know i uh i always kind of tell people and try to explain it um clearly i'm a solo artist and you know i write my own songs and do all that kind of stuff um it's really cool i think to work with your husband though to work with your spouse um musically and all that it's it's great but i always I feel like my husband essentially is like a very big part of my music because how, you know, since he's come into my life, how things kind of work is I'll basically go, you know, in our studio here at our house or wherever by myself. And I, I write the song. That's my job, you know? And so I write um, a great song or at least try to, and then I bring that song to him and I play it for him. He literally will come up with this really cool guitar riff and I am from Bakersfield, California. It's my hometown. Um, so if you know anything about Bakersfield, you know, we were like the original Nashville. Yep. Oh, yeah. So many artists. Yeah. Just so many artists came out of there, though. You know, uh, Buck Owens and Merle Haggard. 
And I think a huge influence on me um, growing up, especially just growing up in Bakersfield, of course, was Buck Owens. And, you know, Buck Owens was a solo artist just like me, and he kind of did his own thing and wrote his own songs. But Buck, o- Buck Owens also had a guy named Don Rich that was his lead guitar and band leader. And Don Rich really gave Buck his sound. And so that that's kind of have found just over the course of time and you know uh kind of explained to people is like i'm essentially buck owens and my husband is don rich and um really honestly just really grateful for him and and everything and um you know i clearly like we were talking about earlier you know it's like it's my name and it's it's my everything and uh clearly i run the show and uh you know manage everything and take care of everything but um, I, I do have to give credit, though, because it does take a village. And I think my husband being my band leader and lead guitar player and all that and the riffs that he writes just, you know, it, it, it kind of is what gives me my sound. One of many things. Um, yeah. But yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it just it works. And like we'd have him and happy that he puts up with me. So <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great thing, though. Honestly, it's awesome. That is great. You know, we've had a lot of. um bakersfield um folks on this show and i always find it fascinating how similar the stories are um from you know people that are out there you know we've had god we had joe peters on not too long ago yeah i know Um, joe we've had monty byram on um you know, I think who else? Who else is from Big? There's been a lot of freaking people, um, but yeah, it's it's you know because Monty was Monty had taken the place of Buck after Buck died, yeah, at the, at the Golden Palace for a while, and um, so yeah, it was just it's all interesting how you know everybody's it's, connected out there. It really is well, and it's such a small town, which is why I think we're all connected. I mean, I've been in Nashville now for about six years. Um, and I haven't been home in a couple of years because the pandemic, but it is a small town. I also feel like there is a attitude, uh, that comes with the people from Bakersfield that I love. Um, and so I think that's cool that even you pick up like stories and all are kind of the same, but, um, yeah, man, I, I'm proud to be from Bakersfield. I'm proud of the history and the legacy and, uh, you know, clearly major influence on me and, honestly really just changed my life being from there and growing up there and just trying to make, you know, the Bakersfield music community proud now that I'm here in Nashville and doing my own thing. Um, so I'm, I'm proud to be there from Bakersfield though, for sure. Now, what made you decide to, you know, coming from really, you know, one of the most historic country music places in the world to go to another historic country music place in the world? Oh, let me tell you a story. Um, (laughs) So, um, so I, I actually got started in music a little bit later. Um, I was in high school and I was playing bass in church and, uh, you know, I played like mandolin piano. I basically played instruments, a couple different instruments. And, um, one day I was hanging out, I started to take lessons, uh, music lessons at this recording studio down there in Bakersfield. Um, so shout out to Bakersfield Music and Recording and Reggie over there. But uh, Reggie came one day and he, we were talking. He's the guy that owns and runs the studio. And he said, have you ever considered a career in audio engineering? And I said, 
what now? What was that? And uh, I didn't know anything about recording really or anything at all. And he goes, I think that you would be because just attention to detail and, you know, all the stuff that he saw, like, as I was taking lessons, learning how to play instruments, he was like, I think you'd be really good at it. So I ended up going there at that music school uh, in Bakersfield to get a degree in audio engineering and production. And I worked as an intern in a lot of different studios in L.A. and in Bakersfield. And then I ended up getting a full ride scholarship right after high school um, to go to Women's Audio Mission, which is like an all girl audio school um, in Southern California. And so, I mean, I, I basically got two degrees in audio engineering. Um, oh. And so that's where I started in music, though. It's like I literally played bass in church and I, you know, went to audio school and I interned and I did all of this stuff. Like I've interned and worked on like corn records, like the band corn, their yeah. band. Uh, so I, I, that's what I did. And about, it was only like six or eight months though. I think after I graduated from women's audio mission with my second audio degree, I kind of realized that while I enjoy music and recording and production in the process, I don't like being an engineer because it's just someone basically telling you, Hey, make this sound sharper or Hey, EQ this or Hey, but you know, it's like, it's not creative, yeah. you know? And I, and I realized that and I said, man, I don't think I want to do this. So I had kind of like toyed around with like writing songs, you know, on and off throughout the years. Um, and you know, I had many times in high school, especially where I would pick up a guitar and maybe I only knew three or four chords and I would write just a God awful song, you know? <laughs> so, but it's like, you know, I, I done that a couple of times and I was like, man, I really want to get into writing. So I dove into songwriting and, um, had just basically been writing a song every day for a couple months. And I kind of knew that, you know, the music scene in Bakersfield, even though we have so much history there and, and all the love and respect, you know, I, I don't think it's really the same since Buck Owens died right. and there really wasn't much. And, you know, I'd watch like CMT and GAC and, you know, like all these country music television type things. And I'd, again, you know, we're talking earlier. It's like, I love listening to podcasts and interviews and reading books. And I was like, well, everyone is moving to Nashville. So maybe I need to go move to Nashville, you know, like if I want to do this. And so I basically was just, like I said, writing a bunch of songs. I was, uh, you know, really kind of working on honing that skill and just trying to figure all of this out, you know, and how to go about this. And through that, I ended up actually connecting, um, with this, uh, online songwriting group called Songtown USA. And okay. if you've never heard of Songtown, um, are you, are you familiar with Songtown? Have you ever heard? Yeah, of I've, I've heard of it. Yeah. I'm not okay, sure. Awesome. I can well, they're great. I, I can't speak enough things, but the, the two gentlemen that started and run Songtown is a guy named Marty Dotson, who is a big hit writer, great guy, and then uh, Clay Mills. And so Clay Mills is, uh, you know, again, great guy, but he's written a lot of songs, has written so many hits, um, including like Beautiful Mess by Diamond Rio and uh, Don't Think I Don't Think About It, Darius Rucker. And so these guys were running this company and I basically befriended Clay and I was like sending them songs and I was, you know, just really appreciative of them and just sharing them knowledge. And after a couple months, um, Clay basically said, I'm going to, I'm going to be really straight with you. And I'm like, okay. He goes, um, I think you're super great. I think you're super talented. He goes, if you do not move to Nashville, you will not get anywhere writing songs in your bedroom that this is just how it is. And I was like, Ooh, he, 
he said it. And uh, so long story short, uh, Clay kind of had this conversation with me. And so him and Marty actually offered me an internship. So if I moved to Nashville, I basically could intern under Clay for, you know, a whole year and actually learn the ins and outs of the business and how to do different things. And so I literally sold everything that I owned, all of it. And I dropped my life. I jumped on a plane and I moved across the country here to Nashville. Um, and so my first year I interned for Clay Mills, learned so much about the business, super appreciative of him and just everything he's done for me. And I was just an intern, you know, working there with him at Songtown. Um, and man, I, I tell you what, I didn't know anybody. I did not have a job other than my little internship. And so I had to figure it out really damn quick. Um, I would sleep on people's couches. Uh, most nights I slept in my Chrysler 06 PT cruiser. Um, yeah, yeah man. Uh, I did get a job working at a music store, like my first day here, um, part-time, but I mean, I, I, I didn't know anyone but clay and, but I was like, man, if you, if you do not take this opportunity, you're an idiot because there's nothing happening for you here in Bakersfield. And I think he's right. Like you cannot write songs in your bedroom and plan on getting any further. And I have always loved country music. Like I know a lot of people are like, Oh, I love country music. I play it for a living. It's like, no, I don't think you understand. Like I love country music. Um, and so it's it just, I was like, you know what? I got to do it. So I did that. And like I said, that was about, you know, six years ago. And when I moved here, even though, you know, I moved here, learned so much from Clay and all, but I moved here to be a songwriter. That's, yeah. that's what I moved here to be because I was like, man, audio and all that is cool, but it's just not creative enough. And I love writing songs. And so I, I mean, that's what I moved here for. And I was writing songs for other people to sing. And like, that was my focus. Um, and then after being here for like about a year or two, people were like, you're an artist. And I'm like, I am really. Okay. Um, and so I gave it a shot and honestly, I've never felt more at home. I love being an artist and it's so great. Um, I love, like, I still love to write songs. Songs are always king. I love to go make fans. I love to meet people. I love to connect with people. I love doing podcast interviews, like what we're doing right now. Like I just, I love talking about music with people and sharing songs and sharing stories and, uh, everything that goes along with it. I love creating. I, 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 I just love it. Um, so that, there you go. I just gave you my life story um, so, of no. how I'm sitting here, but, but man, yeah, it's, it's just been such a wild, crazy ride though. So uh, it's hard to believe just a few years ago though. It's like, I was sleeping in my car and on couches and didn't know anyone. And, you know, I've just really put in a lot of work and a lot of time and effort. And I love Nashville. I love music. I just love country music. And um, I'm just, it's just been such a crazy story to like how I got here today and like what we're doing, but, um, I wouldn't change any of it. You know, it, it's just, it's great. It's a big learning process. Yeah. You know, it, I, wow. That's, that's a hell of a story. Well, thanks man. Yeah. It's, yeah. you know, I've always said, um, if someone wanted to give me a reality TV show, um, I could probably, you know, help everyone make some money because, uh, I, I feel like I've just lived a lot of life you know, uh, if that makes sense, a lot of different things, but, oh yeah, uh, yeah. you know, it, you just, you know, I basically have kind of given up on really trying to do too much. I kind of just get out of bed every day and just kind of look up at the sky and look at God and go, Hey, what do you want me to do today? 
what are you, what are we doing? Cause yeah, I, I just don't know anymore. Every time I think I know what's happening, it changes. So I said, you just tell me what you want me to do and I'll go do it. Yeah. What are we doing? Cause I have no, no idea. Yeah, I have no clue. No clue what the hell we're doing. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> thanks man. Now, no, I got to ask you because I always <laughs> find this very interesting. Um, yeah. you know, cause you're, you know, uh, again, please don't take this the wrong way, but you're, you're an independent artist out of Nashville. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, virtually, I mean, you're not Ashley McBride. You're not Miranda Lambert, you know, mm-hmm. quite the following. Man, I appreciate that. And, and to be honest, uh, I am proud as hell to be an independent artist for starters. You should be. Well, now, you know, I just said that and I sound like I, I sounded just like a total asshole and no, I didn't no. mean to like at all. No, I, I so I actually appreciate this because, you know, I have had people offer me deals before in the past for a number of different things. I've been offered record deals. I've been offered publishing deals. I've been offered all this stuff and it just was never right. Mm-hmm. And this this kind of goes back to, you know it's not just a brand like this is who I am and this is me as a person and that's my name up there. And I like to be, this makes me sound like I have a control problem, but I, I like girl. Same. <laughs> yeah. You say, I know people are going to be like, Oh, she's a little controlling, but, but no, you know, it's like, that's my face. That's my right. name. This is my image. That's my voice. Um, and, and while I'm happy to, you know, share the, the good things about that, it's like, I am me. And so unless I can, I I like being in control. I like, I mean, I just told you my story of how I got here. I didn't sleep in my car and go through all of that shit to have someone tell me what they want me to do. And especially when what they want me to do, I personally think is dumb. Um, Or maybe it's not authentic or natural or real. So I'm proud to be an independent artist. Uh, I'm really proud of my following. And I have built that following over the course of years by going out and playing shows every weekend and social media and just all the different things. And I am super appreciative of fans because that is who pays my bills. Right. Exactly. Um, so there's no record label giving me, you know, big advances or anything. But um, the people that pay my bills are the people that show up to shows and they buy music and they, you know, support me. And so I'm appreciative of that. And um, I'm not saying that I will always be independent, but all I'm saying is like, I would rather be independent and have to do all of this extra work myself and, you know, run my own business um, until the day that I would find someone that can do it better than I can. Right. And that understands my brand and my vision and who I am. Um, but no, I, I appreciate you saying that because I'm super proud to be independent. And the fact that, you know, I think a lot of people think, oh, well, you're independent. And so therefore it's like, you know, you don't have this, this is not. And it's like, no, nope, that's not true. Um, I have a following. I go play really big shows. I, I, like I do my thing and it's like, I'm happy to do that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, I think a lot of people, um, are you, are you familiar with an artist by the name of Brandy Clark? Hey everyone, don't forget about our other partner, the DCU Center, dcucenter.com. Go there for all of their things that are coming. They have concerts, they have hockey, they have indoor football, they have everything you would want for entertainment right here in central Massachusetts. Whether you're local or not, come and check them out. DCU Center, 50 Foster Street in Worcester. Check them out. You won't be disappointed. 
there's one thing I have learned through all of these episodes we have done, especially with our guests in the South, Nashville, Texas, anywhere in those parts. Here in New England, we are missing Southern fare and hospitality like you can't even imagine. But right now, fear not, we have the Porch Southern Fair and Juke Joint up in Medford, Massachusetts, just a little north of Boston. Um, if you're in the area or coming to visit the city, go check them out. They're at 175 River's Edge Drive. That's in Medford, Massachusetts. Again, check out their website, theporchsouthern.com. They have live music. They have the best food in New England. I'm going to just say it right now. The best food in New England for that Southern hospitality, that Southern fare. You won't want to miss it. Our friend Jonathan Post is the chef and owner of The Porch. Great dude. Glad to be working with them. Check them out again. Theporchsouthern.com. Um, sounds familiar. Yeah. Okay. The, name, the name is ringing bells. So uh, I got to plug Brandy Clark. I Brandy Clark is my favorite artist currently, and she has been for years and years. But um, she basically uh, wrote songs for other people for many years. She wrote Mama's Broken Heart by Casey Musgraves and Better Dick to the Van Perry. She, incredible songwriter. Um, she released an album, I guess it was a couple years back, called 12 Stories, and then a second one called Big Day in a Small Town, etc. Um, I think a lot of people think that when you say, oh, I'm a country singer, they think that you want to be Carrie Underwood, right? right. Yeah. And that's okay. That's okay. Props to Carrie, massive Carrie Underwood fan. That's really cool. Um, for starters, I would really like to be just Ash Taylor, whatever that looks like. I think that's mm. important. But I've always said if I could have a career, I would love to have Brandy Clark's career because she basically goes and plays the Opry. She plays all of these amazing shows all over, not even just the country, like the world. And she writes songs and she's just able to do what it is she does. And she has a good time doing it, you know, and it's just great. Um she doesn't want to be Carrie Underwood and, and go through all that and, and everything. So I'm, I'm just kind of here for whatever, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's important just to realize it's like, you know, what, not everyone wants to play stadiums, right? That's sure. Like that would be super, super cool. But when you play stadiums, look at the cost and the money and look at like what all goes into that. It's like oh, a record yeah. deal, yeah. you know, it's like, you want a record deal. Okay do you want all this that comes with it? So I think just goes back to just knowing who you are and what you like and what are your goals and what do you enjoy? Um, like if I played Madison square garden, that would be freaking awesome. I'd love that. But honestly, it would mean way more to me to go play the Opry or the Ryman. Right. And so if I could make it to either one of those stages, I would die super happy. Like to me, that is like the pinnacle of success. Um, so yeah, just, I think, I think music can just look differently though for different people and it's okay not to, have a record deal and it's okay not to do, you know, uh, different stuff and just to be happy with where you are and who you are and where you're at. That's awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause you know, cause that's kind of how, you know, things have gone for us, you know, where mm -hmm. I've been approached by, you know, a lot of places and people and whatnot. And they're like, Hey, why don't you, you know, broadcast the podcast from our station or this station? And yeah, you know, and it's like, mm, no, uh, like, you know, the first time I was like, all right, well, like, let me, what do you, what do you, what are you proposing? Right. And it's like, well, we like what you do, but we want you to change this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, mm, nope, nope. Yeah. Not happening. Not right. happening. And that kept happening. And they're like, well, we like what you're doing, but we want this to change. And I'm like, no. And then, <laughs> so, you know, we do now have a, a deal with a independent 
country station out of Ohio, uh, Dirt Road FM, and they came to us, same kind of thing. And I was like, I first I said to them flat out, I was like, nope, not interested. And the program director was like, well, why? And I told yeah. them, I was like, because this is, you know, I've had people, you know, I've had stations come to me before and, you know, they want me to, you know, pretty much be what they want me to be. And I'm not, I've worked too damn hard to, to change anything. And he's like, well, then you're in luck because I don't want you to change a damn thing. And I was like, yeah. all right, sold. Here you go. <laughs> like, yeah. But, but see, that's the thing. I, I think it's like when people see what you're doing and they already like it and then they just want to come along and like better and help you and, and all yeah. that, that's awesome. But the yeah. whole like, eh, yeah, I like what you're doing, but Hey, can we change X, Y, and Z? And I want this and I want that. And it's like, nah, yeah. no. Yeah. Nope. Good for you though. That's, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, so it's been fun. You know, we've, you know, it's helped us grow, you know, that's for sure. But, you know, you keep plugging away and things are just going to happen, you know, which is great. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, just keep your head down. I I always use the um, the racehorse analogy, which is if you, you know, if you ever watch, you know, horses race, they have the blinders that go yeah. over the horse's eyes on each side. So the horse can't see to the left and it can't see to the right. It literally can only see straight ahead. And it's like, man, I think if you apply that in your own life, um, which is hard to do, because I, I feel like you can open your Instagram app and, you know, look to the left and look to the right and be like, ah, what am I doing? Um, mm-hmm. Or, you know, why, why aren't I doing that or whatever? But it's like, yeah, you just, you got to just keep plugging away. You got to stay focused and you got to stay, you know, eyes straight ahead. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now, you know, when this comes out, it'll be the, the first of May ish or, you know, whatever the date is. Yeah. And I guess I guess I'll break my rule. I guess we'll talk about your music. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, wow. Thank you. <laughs> the rule breaker. Yeah. Um, but you've got some music coming out this week. I do. I do. Um, yeah, I am releasing a brand new three song acoustic EP, uh, titled The Acoustic Sessions. So it will be out Friday, May 5th, and available on Spotify and Apple Music and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited. I'm really excited about it. Um, there's my shameless plug so people can go listen to my music, but I will, I'll bring it back to the personal level. Um, what I think is so cool about this, this project, really pumped about it. I've never had more fun making a project ever before. If I can say that, Um, it, it was great. Um, here's why one, I got to make this record with literally it's myself, my husband, who has, we talked about plays lead guitar for me. And then Pat Lasseter, who is my longtime friend. I've known Pat for years and Pat engineered basically these acoustic recording sessions. And it was, it's really cool because these are all songs that I clearly wrote. And basically it's nothing but two guitars and a vocal. And it's just very intimate feeling because again, it's just my good friend and my husband and me. And I am simply just telling you a story. I'm, I'm singing you a song that I wrote um, it was the first time, believe it or not, that I actually got to play, um, a lot of different guitar parts, um, on a thing, you know, usually, um, you know, I've re- released EPs and stuff before, but I've always, especially here in Nashville, um, there's so many great guitar players and I get why we do it and it's great, but usually it's like, I would write these songs and these parts and then, um, a session guy, I would, you know, pay a guitar player essentially to come in and play something that I've already played and written. And, um, that's just the way that we do it here in Nashville. And that's cool. 
But um, with this, I was like, man, wh- why can't I just play the damn part? You right. know, like, why, why can't I just do that? Like, you know, let's bring it down to what it would feel like if I wrote the song and you're just sitting there in the room with me. And so that was kind of the idea with this. Um, it's not some big, you know, hoopla. It's real. It's authentic. And it's just me acoustically telling you stories. Um, so I'm really proud of it. I had a blast making it. And, um, you know, it's also just a cool challenge, I think, as a musician, because when you have the big, fully produced stuff, um, there's so much you can hide behind, you know, and and, you know, nudge and all that stuff. But this is just straightforward, like super ballsy in your face. And it's like it it definitely made me step up to be an even better musician than I was because there is nothing to hide behind. And uh, again, it's just kind of like putting yourself out there and just kind of being real with people and just uh, telling stories and just you know, doing it for the love of music. Um, so yeah, I had a great time and, uh, I hope everyone enjoys listening to them though. So I know I had a hell of a great time making it. Now is this, um, this project, is this all new music or is it stuff that you've put out previously that is just now acoustic? It's going to be all new songs. Um, yeah. So there's, um, there's several songs on there. Um, one one is a pretty new song called Family um, that I haven't released yet before. But if you've been to a lot of my shows, you you definitely have probably heard me play that song. Um, Cigarette, which is a song I wrote during the lockdown. Um, so that's pretty new. Um, the oldest song on there um, that has been played at so many shows is actually a song called Play Like Ken. Um, I uh, tell you the story of that one just because it's funny and I think you'll enjoy a good laugh. But um. I was at a bar one night and I was uh, playing a show and I got down off stage and this guy came up to me and I I like to describe this guy as being like a big Southern teddy bear, you know, just big old sweetheart. And uh, I get off stage and he comes up and he goes, my God, you play guitar like a man. And I was just like, "Uh, thank you. I said, "Uh, well, brother, I don't know what to tell you. I guess I just look like Barbie and play like Ken. And I was like, oh, that's a song. So uh, I got in the car, driving home, you know, clearly driving the car, put on the voice memos in my phone. And I wrote the song in like maybe 20 or 30 minutes or so. And uh, I, you know, played it out for a long time. But that song ended up getting uh, to Miranda Lambert through a series of events. And Miranda Lambert had that song on hold for like, I think it was like close to a year. Um, so it was kind of like a, Hey, I think she's going to record this. So you can't play it out. You can't do anything with it. You know, it was like, it was like one of those. Um, so a year of my life, uh, I thought, man, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll be a millionaire this time next year. Um, you know, get a Miranda Lambert cut on her record. Um, and then she did it passing on it. And so I got my song back. And so, yeah, um, I did, uh, this really, really cool acoustic version of it, which is me and my husband. And so we put that song on the EP, um, cause again, I've played it at shows for a long time, but, um, fans love it, you know, and, and so many people, uh, especially young girls and all, they just, they dig it and they relate to it. So, um, so yeah, so it's, it's all, you know, pretty much new songs. Even if I've written them a couple years ago, songs that have never been recorded and released before. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks, man. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to hear it. Thanks, man. I've, I've yeah. like I said, it was just a great time and we have so much other like new cool stuff in the works and you know we're we're keeping super busy and and super grateful for it but um i've just it's just such a different way to go about releasing music but i've just enjoyed it so much you know it's it's just been fun yeah i mean if you're enjoying it you know it doesn't really matter how you do it 
true you know true absolutely yeah i mean having a good time and just getting to make music with like friends and stuff i mean come on like yeah. how, how do you not like that exactly so. exactly now i you know i can't thank you enough for coming on the show and you know taking the time out of your weekend to uh to be on here and you know i greatly appreciate it and um you know so happy we could we could get you in and and move some stuff around for you to you know be in when I wanted you to be in. <laughs> yeah, no, th- honestly, thank you for squeezing me in and for having me today. And um, just really appreciate you and all that you do. And you're, you're great. Thank you so much. Thanks. Oh, no, thank you. I appreciate that. Now, I do, you know, I told you I don't have questions because I don't. Um, <laughs> except I don't. for, I think you know it's coming because you've obviously listened to every one of these episodes I've ever, ever done. Um, now, seeing we are Boots and Whiskey podcast, I mm-hmm. need to ask about your boots and your whiskey of choice. <laughs> nice. Um, okay. So boots, that's, oh man, I own a lot of boots and honestly could buy more boots and be very happy. Um, my favorite boots right now are actually a pair of Durango's that are uh, red uh, that my brother got me for Christmas, actually. Um, there's also a company that makes handmade boots in Mexico called uh, Mexicalio. Oh. Um, obsessed with their boots. I probably own four or five pairs. Um, boots, boots are basically king. I, 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 I'm not, I'm, I don't wear heels. I, full disclosure there. I don't wear heels. Uh, rarely wear tennis shoes. It's like, if you see me and I'm not wearing boots, something is wrong. Of course, we can't forget our friends at the Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company out of Canada. That's drsupplyco.com. They have great stuff. All of the hats I pretty much wear, all the camo hats you see me wear either on TikTok or in pictures or whatnot, all come from the Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company. A big thank you to those guys out there. drsupplyco.com. Check them out. Canadian company. Great stuff. Check them out. Hey, guys. I just want to tell you about this new app that we have partnered with with Distilly. It lets you find local distilleries, wherever you are. You can download the app on Apple and Android. Follow them on Instagram at the distilly, T-H-E-D-I-S-T-I-L-Y. You won't want to miss this. This is a great app, especially if you like the distillery thing. Check it out. It definitely beats craft beer by a million. Check it out, guys. Cheers. You know, it's like... Boots are very important. Um, as far as whiskey, uh, I I don't know if this is sacrilegious, and I'm so sorry. Um, maybe I'll say it, and then you'll never have me on the show again. But um, <laughs> I I do enjoy whiskey, but I am not as much of a badass as you probably think I am. Like, I can't do it straight, okay? That's now, okay. Neither can I. I. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay, good. Well, um, I mean, straight people... to a point where, like, I prefer it on the rocks. Okay. Than... Yeah. yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. But here's the deal. If you give me any whiskey, I mean, I, I really, I rarely try a whiskey that I don't like, but I would, I would say Jack, Jack Daniels Cooley is probably my fave if I had to pick one. Yeah. If I could have that in Coke, I listen, I would drink that all day, every day. Like Jack and Coke is like my, like if I go out somewhere, that's what I'm drinking. Um, so it just, it makes me happy. It's, it's, that's all that matters. It's just delicious. Yeah, it's it's super super good. So, sorry, I'm gonna flip the table. So, do you have a favorite whiskey currently that you? Um, so, uh, man, is always a go-to, right? Yeah, always, always, always. Yeah. always. 
Um, and I really like I'm not a whiskey like snob anything like that. Like, you know, I do my reviews and do my tastings and you know, if I like it, I like it. If I don't, I don't. It's not like sure. a, oh well I smell the notes and taste the notes of this. And it's like I don't give a shit. It doesn't taste good. <laughs> yes. Does it not taste good? You know, tell me. Um but so I have a lot of stuff that I've been sent that I still haven't even gotten to yet. Um, but things that I have gone through that I like a lot are, you know, really out of Buffalo Trace um, mm. is really good. And I really, really like, um, uh, again, out of things I've tried, um, Drift, Driftless Glen, they're really good. Mm. Uh, the stuff they've, they've put out is, is fantastic. They're out of Wisconsin. Nice. And um, I really like TX Whiskey out of Texas. I'm going to have to try those. I, um, I, sounds delicious. Yeah, I can't get TX here. Um, they sent me, they were like the first ones to ever send me a bottle, and I don't think they were supposed to. Um, oh, nice. But yeah, but we actually were, um, I think by the time this comes out, we may have done it already. But um, we did get a, a package from Silver Belly. Um, mm. They're a bourbon whiskey. Uh, they're actually Alan Jackson's um, bourbon. And oh, wow. they, they sent us a nice little care package that we're going to review and try out. And hopefully that'll get done sooner rather than later. Um, so, like, I'm very excited for that. And, like, it's in a nice box. It came with a bunch of stuff. And it's like, oh, to wow. me, it's like, that's how you that's how you kiss ass right there. You know, like, <laughs> Make even, your ass kissing. Even, even if the bourbon sucks, I'm going to tell you it's good because they were, they've been just so great to me, you know? Yeah. No, oh, that's absolutely. a lie. I, I will give an honest review, but. But yeah. it's looking positive. Yeah, it's oh, looking positive oh, by the packaging. Right. Oh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I like it. I like it. Yeah. So, you know, it's all good things. I love it. I love it. For sure. But yeah, so I mean, that's really it. That's all I got. <laughs> oh, great! I, got. I mean, well, thank you, thank you again for having me. Yeah, thanks so for being fun. on. I oh, really, of you know, I can't tell you how much you know. It, it means the world to me that you know you take time out of your busy schedule and your day to to be on the show. You know, it's not lost on me, and I I appreciate the time it takes to you know for my guests to come on here and and you know thank you for that. No, that, thank you for having me. Um, uh, especially, you know, we were talking about like being an independent artist and, you know, fans, of course, are like super important, I think, in helping grow your brand and everything. But um, I really appreciate, you know, you having me like on your show and yeah, us talking and stuff. And it's like, you know, uh, doesn't doesn't go unnoticed and it's massively appreciated. And yeah. uh, I know it takes time for you to do these episodes and do all that. And that you're a busy guy. So thank, thank you again, yeah. man. I really appreciate yeah. it. You know, and I, and I hope we get to reconnect soon because I'm not going to lie to you. There was a lot of things. There's a lot of things now that I'm thinking about that I wanted to ask. That, oh, yeah. um, now it's, you know, you know, I'll ask real quick. Cause this is the one thing I want to know. Sure. Um, how was playing the bluebird? Uh, I know you said we can cuss on the show, but just in case my mom listens, it was freaking hella awesome. Um, (laughs) It was great. I've, I've gotten to play it a couple of times and um, it's always special because of just the history in that room. And, you know, I remember that I actually, I told the story the last time I played the bluebird, but we talked earlier about how, you know, it's like I went ahead and slept in my car a lot when I first moved to town. Um, I, used to sleep in my 06 Chrysler PT Cruiser outside the Bluebird and I dreamed of playing there one day 
And so now to be able to do that a couple of times, it's, it's special, but yeah, I, I played it, um, just a couple months back and, um, I played with, uh, Kirsty Manna who wrote like Austin, uh, for Blake Shelton and, and several other just super talented writers. And it was a great night. Um, it was also my, my youngest brother just moved up here to Tennessee from California. Um, and that was his first time getting to go to the bluebird to see a show. Um, so it, it was great, man. It was just a really, really great, awesome night. And it's always an honor and a pleasure to play a stage like that. Yeah. You know, the, the one and only time I've been to Nashville now, we wanted to go so bad and we re- we just weren't there long enough. Yeah. And, like I didn't have a whole day to stand outside and wait, Right. <laughs> you know, Yeah. <laughs> that's really what it boiled down to. Um, oh yeah. But it is a bucket list kind of thing for sure. Yeah. Well, and if you can do it great, I, I know like for my last show there, the tickets sold out within a minute and a half. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's hard to get in, but I, I definitely think just because of the history in that room and all, it's definitely worth it at some point, you know, to schedule time to go do it. I just, I just think, you know, clearly you're into music. It's like, you're, you're going to love this. Like, yeah. It's, oh, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. But yeah. A hundred percent, you know, it's, and it's like this, you know, it's so small and it's so intimate that, you know, yes. I just, I can't imagine never, not ever going in there. Yeah. It's, it's, well, you know, like, I, when I played, we, you know, sitting around in the middle of the room and there was like this couple from, I think it was like Wisconsin that were literally sitting like behind me. And, uh, you know, I mean, I literally had my guitar case and then my water sitting on their table and was like, so sorry, we got to share, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. um, cause you're just, you're that intimate though. You're just that close with all those people in that room. And, uh, it's great. And, you know, especially the, so like I said, I played that just a few months ago, but the, the, first time I played that was actually in, um, February of 2020. So I played that just a few weeks before the lockdown happened and it's all your fault. I know, (laughs) I know I I take responsibility. Um, but, but yeah, but you know, um, for me, I kind of got even a little bit emotional and I usually, I usually don't, I usually try not to, but, um, it's such a cool feeling to be an artist and to be sitting in a room like that with that much history and you're sharing your songs and your stories and just, you know, it's just such a vibe. It's such a feel in that room. And, um, to have that and experience that. And then for like live music and all to go away, it's like, man, I didn't know if the bluebird was ever going to get to reopen because there is no way in that room that you can be six feet apart from someone. I mean, there's just, there's no way. Um, so I was like, man, I don't know how it's going to work. And so just to be able to come back, um, like I said, just a few months ago and to be able to play that room again and to have people there and for us to all be together and like, just enjoying music. It was, it was just really special. It, it just made me so happy. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a spiritual, spiritual thing for sure. I yeah. think, oh, hell yeah. I can only imagine. I can only yeah. imagine. I'm so yeah. jealous. That's like, if I was ever a, like a talented enough to do that, that's, I think that would be like the number one place I'd want to play. I think, well, and I, you know, I, I was telling this to someone the other day, uh, I was doing an interview and someone was kind of talking about the Bluebird too. And I said, I always view the Bluebird has the Super Bowl uh, for songwriters. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's what I view that has. And so it's always a big honor. And like I said, I, I moved here to be a songwriter first. And so it's like all this other stuff is really cool, but like, this is really cool. And it's just super special to me because this is what you know, this is my love. Right. <laughs> like, so it, it's great. But yeah, I, I think you need to come to Nashville and I think you need to go to the Bluebird and uh, I think you will thoroughly enjoy it. Uh, if I'm playing again, uh, I'll get you tickets. Sweet. So Sounds there good. you go. There I'm you going. Go. I'm going. Yes. Come on down. Come on down. Um, yeah. 
Well, Ash, thank you so much for your time and your stories. I, I, like I, like I said, I had a blast. Um, and I, I really hope to have you on again soon because I yeah. have a feeling, I have a feeling something is going to happen where you're going to need to come back and tell us all about it. Um, probably. Yes. Absolutely. You know? But no, I'd, I'd love to come back and, and, uh, just share more stories and stuff with you. I feel like we could keep going for a couple more hours. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Totally good. We totally yeah. could. No, but thank uh, you so much again. I really appreciate it. Oh, uh, anytime, anytime. Well, have a have a great day, and thank you, you again. Too. Yes, well, thank you. All right, we'll talk soon. All right, sounds good. Take care. Bye. Bye. Well, there you have it, everyone. Our conversation with Ash Taylor again. Ash, thank you so much for being here. Um, this is, you know, we're really fortunate to have had all of these conversations lately pretty much be the epitome of what this show is. You know, last week with Mary Cutter, it was very much that way this year, this year <laughs> today with Ash, um, total same thing, you know, just real down to earth stories that, you know, you're really not going to find anywhere else from some of these artists. Um, again, thank you so much to everybody involved in this show. Thank you. Uh, Dirt FM for for playing our playing our stuff again. We've been talking about it for a few weeks. We are going to start doing a radio show for them. Um, it's not you know going to be this week or next week. We're we're in the middle of talking about it um, and all that. And again, don't forget those country carnival tickets that we're giving away on our social medias every week. Um, and really, that's that's it. You know, I uh, we. I know I'm stuttering here, but you're in for a treat this month. Um, and next month's going it's, to, it's still more of the same. You know, again, Ash Taylor was today. Jeff Stouffer next week. Um, we have Walker Montgomery the week after, and then Hannah Anders. And then um, on, you know, Memorial Day, we are going to, you know, Memorial Day weekend, we're going to send out the 12 OC conversation. So a lot of stuff going on, guys. These, this may be the, nothing against anybody else or any of the other months we've done. This is the probably most solid month um, of May show-wise we've had. You know, every show is very consistent of the same kind of thing of, um, you know, real hard-hitting conversations and stories. And I'm not going to lie to you, our first episode in June it's going to be the same exact thing. Um, I can't even, I'm not even going to tell you who that is yet. Um, cause I'm trying to think of some things to, to, to spice up June a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, everything's, as you know, with this show, everything's fucking moving pieces. Um, <laughs> so we got some things coming. So again, thank you so much for checking us out. Um, to all the Ash Taylor fans out there that are, you know, joining us for the first time. We hope you enjoy. We hope you come back um, for next week's conversations and, you know, go back and check out the other, other conversations we've had. They've been all absolutely fantastic. Thank you all so much for tuning in. As always, don't forget guys here at the boots and whiskey podcast. It's real stories. It's real people. It's real country right here. Um, you'll never be disappointed. You'll always get an honest thought process and honest opinion out of us here. Um, and that's all we, you know, that's all we know how to do. And that's all we're going to do. Um, so really until next week, guys, keep those boots on the ground, the whiskey in the glass. Cheers, y'all. <laughs>